Oh yeah, everybody get y'all's fucking vaccine shots. And with that, welcome to Radio Fear Macabre. <laughs> I'm Brandon. This is Justin. Hello. Coming back again from outer space. I don't know. <laughs> Went and saw Malignant. Yeah, we're reviewing Malignant. And uh, we have some things to say about it. <laughs> Some good, maybe some not so good. I will say, I enjoyed Candyman a lot more. Yeah, I'd say I enjoyed Candyman more. Uh, but before we get into all of that, normally... Okay, so this is just uh, a review for a new movie that just came out. And normally for episodes like this, I wouldn't do like horror-related news in front of it. But so far... All we have is a Candyman review and a Malignant review. I'm going to do this now. Next week, fingers crossed, we're doing our actual episode one and not just a new movie review. So look forward to that. See, the first thing that I have in mind... Jamie Lee Curtis uh, got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Sweet. Just here recently. So that's pretty cool. Well deserved. Very well deserved. Congrats to her. She's amazing. One of my favorite final girls ever. Same here. Yeah, I mean, you you can't beat Laurie Strode. She is the original Scream Queen. Yeah, and I can't wait to see her in Halloween Kills. Can't wait to review that movie. Because I love this iteration of Laurie. It's pretty great. Speaking of Halloween Kills, uh... It's showing at the Venice Film Festival, um, happened, and critics have completely bombed that movie, giving it awful scores. Okay, okay, calm calm down, calm down. Uh, we as the horror community already know. It's, it's more up to us to decide whether or not that movie's good. That's usually how it goes with horror movies. Um, you can read reviews all day about horror movies, but chances are, if it's not fucking Silence of the Lambs or The Sixth Sense, uh, it's, it's not going to get... It's going to mostly get negative reviews. Yeah, it, it won't be done justice by these critics, typically. So, yeah, they're, they've been hating on it, and that's okay. That's fine. I'm still going to watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're going to go watch that shit in theaters. As soon as it comes out. Open at night. Open at night. They don't I, do... I don't think they do, like, midnight releases anymore. I hope they do. If not, we're going to definitely go see it the following night. Oh, yeah. As soon as we can, we're going to watch it. Also, I hear some reviews are... Something like that. Uh, there's a big twist in the movie, apparently, and has already got spoiled. I managed to avoid it. So I'm not reading anything Halloween Kills related from this point on until the movie comes out. Because I don't want to get spoiled. Oh, hell no. If you hear anything, don't tell me shit. Yeah, I won't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there's another spoiler left to that movie after the fucking trailers. <laughs> For real. Literally in that entire trailer... You see about maybe over a dozen kills. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently there's still some secrets to the movie that even those trailers haven't shown yet that got leaked or spoiled or something uh, after the film festival. 
So, Hopefully it won't be as spoiled as leaked as much as that new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that wasn't so bad. It was like the day before they were going to release the trailer anyway. So. <laughs> but the whole trailer got leaked. That's the crazy yeah. part. I, I didn't... I heard about when that trailer got leaked, but I didn't watch it because I started to. And then I was like... I was looking at the leaked trailer and it's like camcorder footage grainy yeah and the sound was terrible and i'm like i'll just wait (laughs) i watched like two seconds and i already clicked off i was like no (laughs) no i'm gonna wait until this like actually looks and sounds good and then i'll watch the trailer but man speaking of that there's just so many movies that are coming out soon that i cannot wait to watch oh yeah speaking of spider-man in general uh, I actually have some Spider-Man related news that's relevant to share here. Okay, so the new trailer for the next Spider-Man video game from Insomniac dropped. And they revealed that Venom is going to be in the game. Ooh. Now, what's important about this and why it's... Movie Venom or comic book Venom? Video game Venom. Uh, it's it's their own little like canon in the game. Okay. Um, but what's what's important about this Venom is he is, from what I understand, being voiced by Tony Todd. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn. You know, I'm going to play that little voice clip of Venom right now. Sounds fucking good. God. <laughs> Gave me chills. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, our, our our guy there, Tony Todd. From, uh, he, he's been kind of like dropping hints on social media that he's doing this. And I think he just like came out and said, I'm working on the new Spider-Man game. And uh, this game is massive. And everybody's like, oh, you're Venom, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you got any more news? Uh, I think... I, I think that's it. Uh, in personal news, I finally watched the trailer to the Chucky series is coming out. I, so, I somehow missed seeing that trailer. Oh, I, I didn't even know you didn't even see the trailer. Yeah, Jesus. but I managed to watch it, and it looks it looks good. It looks real damn good. I'm excited for that. Really glad they got the original voice actor back. Oh, yeah. To voice Chucky. And apparently, it's going to be kind of a continuation of the last film they did yeah. not the Child's Play remake um, with Aubrey Plaza with Aubrey Plaza the Aubrey Plaza oh god the amazing Aubrey Plaza really good to see her it's always good to see her <laughs> <laughs> but anyways it's good they're gonna have Brad Dorff back to voice Chucky I'm excited for that he's an and, awesome and uh, apparently they're gonna have appearances of you know, you've seen Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky? Yeah. Apparently, this is supposed to be set after Cult of Chucky, so you're going to see cameos or appearances of Alex Vincent playing Andy. That's exciting. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, of course. Hell yeah. You, you, and, you uh, have to have Jennifer Tilly. And, of course... Uh, you, you absolutely have to have Jennifer not, Tilly. I can't remember her name from the movie... But I know it's Brad Dorff's daughter who played the main character, yeah, female yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's supposed to be in this TV series also. I'm excited. I so, can't wait. That's on sci-fi, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. 
Uh, sci-fi, yes. I believe sci-fi or AMC or something. And that's coming out in October, correct? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so much... Just in time for Halloween, man. Uh, I mean, okay. So much good shit, man. So much I mean, good shit. Obviously, out. we're getting shit to talk about in October here, but there's so much for this year, this October. Halloween Kills, the Chucky series, Metroid Dread... Yes. Oh my! I didn't. I, I Scream Five coming out early next year. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I hope to play Metroid Dread as soon as it comes out. And I don't. I'm not making any promises, but I want to do a podcast episode on Metroid Dread when it comes out. Nice. Yeah, that's gonna be a game I'm probably gonna download mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Oh yeah. I want to. I I don't really get like special editions for games anymore. Uh, but they have like a they have a special edition for Metro Dread coming out. Yeah, pre-order that shit at GameStop and or wherever. Yeah, it, it comes with like a steel bookcase and all that. It looks sexy, sexy, sexy. Uh, but I think that's all the news that we got for today. For the rest, it's uh, we're talking about Malignant, and I don't. I want to. I want to say up front my my voice every time I say that sounds like oh we're talking about Malignant now. Look, here's my thing, and we're just gonna dive right into the spoiler-free part of this. Yeah. I have so many confused feelings about Malignant, but I think, ultimately, in the end, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, same here. A lot different movie that you're expecting. You're thinking it's gonna be this really, really scary, creepy sort of movie, but it turns out not to be. Yeah, it's it's more of a fun movie. The 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 trailers, if you've seen the trailers for it, it's it's it, completely different it, than what you're expecting. It and that that's a big point I want to get on in today's episode is the trailer for this movie completely has the tone of the entire movie um, wrong. I, and I believe that's on purpose. I'm not saying wrong isn't bad. I'm saying it completely misleads you on what the tone of the movie is. We'll go ahead and play the trailer audio for you here so you can he- uh, hear it. I'm having visions. Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders as they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Again. He's getting closer. 
He wants to talk to you. Mom, what do you know? He's coming for me. See, watching that trailer, I mean, it looks, it's like, it says it makes it look like it's so spooky and creepy as hell. I mean, by the way, it was a great trailer, by the way. Yeah. Made, made us want us to watch this movie so bad. Yeah, yeah. When we first saw that trailer, we were like, oh my god, let's get into this movie. But it it sets it up to be like Babadook conjuring serious type, type more serious scary movie but then you watch the actual movie and uh it my biggest takeaway from this without spoiling it is it felt like James Wan trying to do a Sam Raimi film it there there was so much into this that just felt like Sam Raimi to me so kind of kind of think think less conjuring or anything like that and think more like evil dead and dark man yeah especially dark man but with a little bit more like horror to it like evil dead and that's kind of what this film felt like to me yeah it go going into this movie you know we had our expectation by what the 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 trailer made us think it was going to be and it completely wasn't so there was like a while where I wasn't digging this movie at the at the beginning because my brain had to adjust to like the type of movie I'm watching. But after I did, I had fun with the movie. It took me a lot longer to get over it because I'm stubborn as hell. <laughs> but uh, it's wait. it's just it's a fun movie. It's it's nice. I would watch it again. Yeah. I probably will. I probably should have watched it again because I think this is a movie. You need to see twice, if 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 uh, if you were misled by the trailer. I feel like you need to see this movie twice. Once to get that initial reaction of like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. And then the and second time, kind of watch it with an open mind, also. Well, yeah, the second time, watch it, you know, knowing from the beginning what kind of movie you're getting into, and and you'll you'll probably feel a lot more different about it. Yeah. Because, like, it's so tonally different. I thought the cold open at the beginning before the opening credits, I thought it was going to be one of those things where, like, we're watching a movie that's, like, in the movie. And then after the credits, it will cut to, like, the main characters of the actual movie, like, watching that on TV and being like, oh, that's, like, a cheesy horror or something like that. Yeah. Nope, that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, when, when, when I say Sam Raimi, uh, there's a lot of those, like, quick-paced zoom shots of stuff. People screaming into the camera. There's, a, there's, there's some humor to it. But then, sometimes it dials down into kind of like that Conjuring Duke area. 
and then it'll kick back up into you know it's a very fast pa- it's a lot of a lot of scenes in the movie it's really fast pace yeah like sometimes to the point to where you're kind of struggling to keep up with it yeah it definitely rarely gives you a second to to catch your breath in this movie there's some action in this movie yes and it's kind of like it's got some like police procedural type stuff going on in it too and then there's some stuff that's like uh, a Jet Li movie in some yeah. sections you yeah know? for real <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, just know that going into it I'm kind of hesitant to say all that even because I feel like that kind of might be a bit of a spoiler but I'm not spoiling any like story stuff you know no uh, just saying tonally that's what you're getting into yeah. with but, this movie but if you were to tell anybody, uh, would you want to go see it or not? Yeah, yeah. I Like I said, I had fun with it, and I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. So all of this, like, Sam Raimi fake DNA that's in this movie, I, I appreciate and I enjoy. It's definitely James Wan experimenting with different styles. Yeah, I, I would say go watch the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, James Wan, he, he's always said... Every new series that he makes, he wants it to feel like an antithesis to anything he's made before. You know, you just gotta be bold. You gotta take chances, because if you don't, you end up making the same old thing again and again. With Malignant, it was very important for me to create an original story. I think audiences are starved for something that's new and different. And I'll say, without spoiling the movie, um, in my opinion, is it James Wan's best film he's ever done? No. But still, go see the movie. It's good. Uh, you know, now that you bring that up, I think this might be my favorite James Wan movie. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Because, <laughs> wow. I mean, like, okay. Even better than Saul and Conjuring? Okay, all right, we're going to get into this. Okay. <laughs> we're going to get into this in this episode, I guess. Uh, I don't like Saul. <laughs> Okay, I like the first Saw. Uh, I mean, okay, I don't hate Saw. I don't. All right, everybody, settle down, settle down. Let the man speak. Let's see what he's going to say. <laughs> I don't hate Saw. I loved the first Saw. First Saw is great. Uh, I A lot of the sequels, I just didn't get into. I still need to see Spiral. I have not seen that yet either. We need to watch we, that. Yeah, we need to watch that. We'll do like a mini review of it maybe. I wonder if it's on Shutter or anything yet. I don't think it's free streaming anywhere. I think you got to like rent it or buy it. But yeah, I still need to see Spiral. And to be completely fair, I haven't watched like the last three Saw movies. So. So you haven't even seen Jigsaw or I know. R- R6, 5? I know six I didn't see. I can't remember if I saw five or not. But I know I didn't see Jigsaw either. But those aren't James Wan. That's 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 an important thing too. Yeah, I know. Uh, well different people directed different movies. Yeah. Which trust me, we'll have a podcast about Saw. I will watch the entire Saw series and Spiral and all, all that and we will review it. It'll get you a little bit of that torture porn. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> but and, and I have a thing with The Conjuring. I like The Conjuring as a movie. I have a hard time getting over the fact that it's based off the Warrens. Um, because personally, I'm not attacking them or anything like that. I think they're a couple of scam artists in real life. 
So we're basing movies off of them, and I have a hard time getting past that. But the movies themselves, they're great. James Wan did an amazing job. All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> uh, now that I made everyone hate me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there might be some people that actually agree with your opinion. Oh, I know there's people that agree with my opinion. Because some people probably don't like the Saw series at all. Yeah. I mean, I at least keep an open mind to Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, final thoughts on spoiler-free stuff? I've seen people bashing this movie already. Yeah, me too. I've already seen some reviews. And people hating on it because of the trailer. Because it's not the same tone as the trailer. And they feel gypped and all that. Okay, what did we bitch about earlier in this podcast and what we bitched about in the Candyman review? Mm-hmm. Trailers giving too much away. Yes. This trailer showed you some stuff that's in the movie, but it kept its tone a secret. It kept yep. big reveals a secret. It didn't hand you the entire movie in a short two-minute clip for a preview. It did It did everything we've all been saying we want to see in trailers, Yep. not giving the movie away. And now we get people, now that it did what everybody says they want, we get people bitching about it. That trailer did what a trailer's supposed to do. Oh, it got us to watch the fucking it, movie. It and got it was, us, and that's why I say that trailer was really well done. Yeah, it got us to watch the movie, and it did not spoil us. No, it did not spoil shit. And one thing I did notice when we were watching that trailer once again, there was parts in that trailer that's not in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, that is. That happens. Uh, Keeps but, the mystery. I, I liked the movie. I liked that it wound up being a fun movie. I liked that it it was James Wan doing a movie that didn't take itself too seriously. James Wan is a very serious director and all that. Um, and like I said, he, he's been quoted saying that he every movie he makes he wants it to be the antithesis of something else he's done before. So he's he's doing that. He's yeah, made a movie mission that, accomplished. He's doing movies that feel like nothing he's done before it just feels really sam raimi ish though yeah i agree with you on that um but yeah my final thoughts are go see the movie it's good and i agree with him you gotta watch the movie probably more than once i'm probably even myself i'm probably gonna go watch it again tomorrow yeah i can just watch it at the house on hbo max yeah go see the movie I believe once you get past the whole thinking it's a different type of movie, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, and and you were really you were really hung up on that when we were first watching it. Oh, I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I, that's the reason why I agree. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Now that you know what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of caught on to it early on too. And, and another thing I think I could talk about before we get into the spoilers area. Um, it's kind of predictable. Yeah. After after I figured out what type of movie I was watching, the surprises were kind of gone. The trailer, good job on the trailer not spoiling anything. But I feel like I saw everything coming a mile away in this movie. Yep. Same here. Yeah. Um... The big reveal, I like. I I I told you. Yes. Like before, we were even halfway through the movie, 
This is what's gonna happen. Like, I think this is what's gonna happen. And it did, so... Yeah, and there was also that scene where I said, hey, such and such. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in the spoiler. Yeah. Which, I think it's about time to go into spoiler territory. What about you? There's also the point to this movie... I'm going to get into this in the spoiler section because this movie is very similar to another movie I've seen, but (laughs) I can't, I can't say it in the spoiler free section because if you've seen that movie, but you haven't seen this one, you'll know what's going on in this movie. So we're going to spoiler area now. If you have not seen the movie, please uh, quit listening to the fucking podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. You are now entering the spoiler zone. Basket case. (laughs) (laughs) This movie uh, has way too many fucking similarities to basket case. Basically the whole plot point of basket case is in this movie. Right. This... One of my few complaints for this movie. If I find out that the original plan was that this was going to be called Basket Case and it was just a remake made by James Wan, I'd believe it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, seriously. And honestly, that could have been the case. And then, like, they changed their mind because they thought, like, oh, well, Gabriel's not in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> Can't call it Basket Case. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So... It's just very similar to Basket Case. There's there's conjoined twins. There's surgery involving splitting them. There's the conjoined twins being able to speak telepathically. There's the conjoined twins being able to see what the other one sees. And then there's the, uh, the conjoined twin that was cut from the main character taking revenge and killing the doctors that split them. In both movies. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we're going to go in and talk about the movie. Uh, Let me get my notes pulled up here. Yeah, we actually got some notes, but just for warning, uh, as of us recording this right now, it's been a few days since we've seen the movie, so it's not as fresh on our minds Yeah. as the uh, Candyman review, so there's probably going to be some scenes and spots that we are just going to skip over or just completely forget about. So uh, the movie begins uh, with a very nice little intro. Right, the the cold opening before the opening credits for the movie and the title card um, is in a lab uh, where they're testing on the main character when she's a little girl. Which you find out later in the movie. Yeah, you find all that out later in the movie. Which a lot of the scenes that you see in the opening intro of the movie, they show again later in the movie. Right. Right as the movie begins, I'm just slapped in the face with this completely different experience than I was expecting. And I have in my notes here, beginning seems like cheesy B-movie with Sam Raimi elements. Yeah. It, it's set in a lab. It It's almost like if Sam Raimi was doing a live-action remake of Akira, the anime movie. That's what it, that's what it felt like to me right away. In the uh, opening scene, you're introduced to this doctor, Dr. Florence Weaver, uh, and she's played by Jacqueline McKenzie. Right. She's the one experimenting on Maddie. 
that you find out later in the movie. She's uh, she's talking about Gabriel. Yes, Gabriel. Yeah. And uh, but Gabriel's the the parasitic twin they call it. Yes, you all know that at this point. Um, but you see that uh, Gabriel's acting crazy and all that stuff, and then basically it cuts away from that. After the the lab scene, we go to the opening credits. There's music playing. You see a lot of uh, lab stuff. Uh, kind of going as a montage in the background of the credits. Surgery. The opening credits feels like a Resident Evil opening, and uh, the music feels like a late 90s industrial rave metal mixed with Doom Eternal music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, then we go. But yeah, uh, we're introduced to the main female character. Uh, She's played by Annabelle Wallace. Annabelle Wallace. Yeah, Annabelle Wallace. Uh, her character's name is Maddie Mitchell. Oh, Maddie. Oh, oh. And uh, oh, she seems like she had just got off work. She was coming home and uh, super pregnant. Super, super pregnant. And she is the most pregnant. <laughs> comes in, talks to her husband, who is a complete tool. Yeah, you don't know. You don't really see it like at first, but he does like a complete like attitude shift in the middle of their conversation. Thing is though, I kind of already had that vibe off of him kind of right the Because beginning. it's a horror movie and he's a husband. Yes. <laughs> so but like I, I already kind of figured he was going to end up being this asshole. Yeah, 9 times out of 10 a horror movie husband's a dick. Like you as seen, soon as like as soon you, as I saw him I was like You saw Ryan Reynolds in Amityville Horror? <laughs> he killed everyone. <laughs> and of course, he's a complete asshole uh he snaps on her. He thought that she was guilt tripping him. He gets into this whole super toxic asshole fucking rant, of, like how she's tired. He's like, you think it's my fault? And then he like pokes her stomach really hard. He's like, you think this is my fault? Yeah, and he's saying, uh, "Wish you weren't even pregnant," and all kinds of other bullshit. Yeah, I I was already just waiting for this guy to die. Luckily, the movie is aware we're all going to want this guy to die. So it doesn't really waste time on that. Yeah, and then they get into an argument, and then they fight. Um, he pushes her up against the wall. Bangs. Head, head, head smashes against oh, the wall. bangs that head right into the and fucking wall. And just to go ahead and tell you, spoiler warning, uh, him pushing her into the wall, her head smacking against the wall, has a lot more meaning. Which I fucking called... <laughs> this is one of those things where I had the movie figured out. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so just to get into that, yeah, it, um, we don't find out till later, but as soon as he hit her head against the wall and the the uh, concussive force of that uh, woke her parasitic twin Gabriel up, she forgot he existed. So this woke him back up. She has, like, amnesia about the whole thing. It's no not amnesia repressed memory uh, about his existence and he's he shares a brain with her so they're so you can't fully get rid of him even like through surgery so without killing her so there's still like remnants of Gabriel left in her and the the asshole abusive piece of shit husband uh, wakes Gabriel back up basically after years of him being dormant yeah, tens of years. Um, yeah. So she woozy ends up going to bed or something like that. Her head's bleeding. Her head's goes bleeding. To bed. Goes to bed. 
Then you see the husband. He's he's, he's in the doghouse. Yeah. Not literally. He's in the living room, but yeah, y'all know what I mean. Yeah, because yeah, he he felt bad for hitting her head, and then he was like, "Oh, let me let me go get you. I'm so sorry. Let me go get something." And he goes like downstairs to get like something to like cover the bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she locks him out of the room. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's that whole part where, like, he's on the other side of the door, realizes she locked it, and he's, like, banging on the door, and then he goes right into that manipulative asshole toxic, I'm so sorry, it's not my fault. You know, yeah. I, I, I I quit the drinking. Mm-hmm. I, I, obviously, I'm doing all this for you. And, you know, she she's already been through this, you can tell. So mm-hmm. she ain't having it. She's asleep. He's on the living room couch. He hears a noise. He goes to check it out. It's the blender. It turned itself on. He doesn't know how. Turns it off. Then he sees the refrigerator opening and then shutting. The movie's trying to insinuate that there's a ghost in the house. And that's actually part of my notes. I said, house haunted, question mark. Yeah. And because you see, when he goes in the living room, he sees where the couch is indented, where somebody was sitting and lifts up. Yeah, the, the seat lifts up like somebody just got off of it. So, in the beginning of the movie, you're thinking, oh, this house is well, haunted. Before that, uh, after he goes to check the blender in the fridge, he kind of, like, loops around the house and then, like, winds up where the stairs are. And then he goes back to the living room and he sees his wife sitting on the couch and the TV's on and it's just playing static. And he's, he's like, what the fuck? And he turns the light on and she's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And the camera doesn't cut away or anything. You just see her disappear when the lights come back on. Mm-hmm. I liked that. That was nice. Yeah. He's just chill. He's just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And all of a sudden, you see this big, this shadowy figure approaching behind him with just all you see is just shadow and then hair. Yeah. And it crushes his head against the wall, snaps his neck. Should have been a big fucking giveaway who this was. <laughs> Yeah. Think about he, uh, they same hit, thing. They yeah. hit his head against the wall. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, <laughs> kill the fuck out of him. Uh, it's really grisly when we see him again. The police are there. Yeah, you see his body and it's like his like neck bone is like almost protruding through his neck, but yeah. not quite. Yeah. So his like skin is just stretched over neck bone and his head sideways. Yeah. So the wife wakes up. Sees the dead husband. She's like, oh my god. She had a dream about it. That's what it was. She had a dream about it. And then she wakes up. Her head's still bleeding. There's blood on the pillow. She goes downstairs and then sees her husband's dead. Just like in her dream. And then she sees something on the ceiling. And it jumps down at her. And I guess she just blacks out after that. We cut to the next day. Well, remember the door was being... Was that... Yeah, that was the beginning scene where the... She runs, sees it, runs away, uh, door bangs and stuff, and then uh, she fell down. Dream. It was in the dream, but that's how she lost her pregnancy. Because remember, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's an important part. Yeah, because yeah. she uh, lost. She the- loses the baby. She's in the hospital. It's that's sad. Yeah, real sad. Uh, she is uh, joined in the hospital with her sister named uh, Sydney Lake. Played by Maddie Hassan. Oh. And that's when she finds out the sister's the one that has to break the news to her that her baby is gone. And, of course, she's destroyed emotionally. Her sister tells her, hey, your husband's dead and your baby's gone. Sorry. That sucks. She stops talking. 
to anyone after that. The the main character, Maddie, quit. Uh, she she doesn't talk to anybody. She's kind of in a in a daze after that. The the cops try to come in and question her about the event, and uh, her sister comes in. Her sister's dressed like a Disney princess. <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that too. Cause she just got back from like a little party or something like that. She uh, she works at a, a place um, where she has to dress up like that. I guess kind of like Disneyland or something. Yeah. They gave a name for it. I don't remember. It's like not Disneyland, Disneyland. Yeah. I believe the next scene after that, uh, her sister takes takes Maddie back to yes. her house. Yes, uh, she takes her back to the house. She's telling her, "You don't you don't have to come here. You can come stay with me." No, and no, she's no. like, "No, this is my fucking house. You know, no, no burglar or whatever assailant assassin guy is gonna keep me from going to my house." So she goes to the house. Her sister leaves, and this is another. This was a big point for me of the the Sam Raimiism in this movie. She's like bolt bolting yeah. everything down and. It's close up to it, and you're just seeing it real fast, those, fast cuts. Those fast zoom shots of like her drilling stuff, it felt very Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. She does all that, her sister comes back, she got her casserole from her mom's. Yeah, had to literally, had, <laughs> had, literally had to climb up the side of the house to where her bedroom is and just pop out of the window for a cheap jump scare. Yeah, got leaves in her hair. And see, this is the part of the, this is the part of the movie where... I didn't write as much notes down. Um, this is where I my brain was catching up to what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, I quit writing notes and I just started watching the movie because I was trying to figure out what the hell I was watching. Because uh, somewhere around here we figure out that the movie's set in Seattle because you see the Space Needle. Yeah, and you see the car tag that says Washington. Yeah, I was like, oh, I used to live there. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is based in Chicago. Oh. Uh, Chicago. What the fuck? Uh, we're not Candyman anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, movie's based in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Um, no, when when she climbs up to her her window and she gets in because everything was bolted in, that's where we get a scene that I didn't like because it was just super exposition. She drops it on her sister. I'm a, I was adopted. And like her sister didn't know that she was adopted. Yeah. She was sad about losing the baby. She says, I just wanted to have a blood connection with something because I'm adopted. And her sister's like, holy shit. And yeah, and also in the was, movie, this wasn't the first time she's had a miscarriage either because she's like had like, what, four? Two more. And her sister didn't know about it because the asshole husband kept them away yeah. from each other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she had prior miscarriages and stuff, so she just was trying hard to get a child but never could. Yeah. And then... After that, I believe we cut to the Seattle Underground Tour, which I was like, hey, I've been there. I did that. Yeah, and see, that's the thing I learned in this movie, and uh, Brandon told me more about this, is that there's a whole underground, basically city under Seattle. And I was like, wow, I did not know that at all. Yeah, well, it's it's a lot of tunnels, but yeah. But there's like little, little, like, old shops and shit down there yeah 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 um that's i I did not not know that at all and i was like wow it's cool if you go on that tour they tell you a lot about the history of seattle and you know its origins its beginning there's like a lot of logging shit you know that made seattle really big and then uh around midnight you could take the adult tour if you're over 21 
and uh, you can drink during the tour. And they have a. It, it starts in a bar, a very nice bar. You see the bar in the movie, uh, and I was in that bar. If they're shooting it on location, um, I like it, didn't it? Yeah, it looked just like the bar. So I think they were shooting it on location. Uh, they, you can get drinks at the bar and take it on the adult tour, and they tell you about the, the, uh, the history of Seattle's seedy underground with like prostitution and and uh, cartels. Well, not cartel, like the prohibition days. Mm, sexy stuff. Yeah, the the prohibition days with uh, like alcohol underground and speakeasies and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's great. I had a lot of fun doing that, but it's in this movie, so that's cool. We get to the scene. Uh, this woman is doing the tour. Uh, after she's done doing the tour, she's you know trying to close up, get everything done. She hears a noise deep in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, and it's a uh, shadowy, hairy man, Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel, because um, she try, she freaks out. She hears him coming. She tries to run, and then she looks up, and all of a sudden, yeah, swoops down, gets her. He swoops down on her like Batman. Yeah, and nabs her up. She screams, uh, and then she gets taken to a mystery location that Justin like pinned from the beginning where it was at. Yes, that is one thing I said. I was like, yeah, in, in the killer's hideout. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's totally in the fucking attic. That's 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 Maddie's attic. And I was like, nah, that's somewhere else in the. Seattle Underground, and that's his hideout, is like down in the Seattle Underground. Yeah, no, it's the fucking game. Mean, meanwhile, I'm. My stupid ass isn't looking at the giant fan yeah. in the background that has daylight coming through it, so it's clearly not the Seattle Underground. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the fucking attic, dude. And once I saw that, that's where we basically, I basically had the movie pieced in my head, and you pretty much almost had an idea, too. Or you did have the idea. You had that part. I had the whole everything related to Gabriel already figured out by the second kill. I already had my ideas here, and you were real detailed about it. Yeah, I I kind of knew exactly what was going on here. Yeah. So uh, what scenes after the underground tunnel? Well, her in the her in the layer in the in the hideout. Yeah, in the hideout. The Gabe cave. Basically got her strung up like Jesus. Yeah, she's on like a crucifix. (laughs) Yeah, and she's struggling. We don't know who this lady is other than a tour guide for the Seattle Underground, uh, but she plays a big role later. A real big role. Super important role. Super important role. And stupid me, I wasn't thinking any of it, but... But I should have thought in my head when I saw that, I was like, she must be very important if yeah. he's killing everybody but left her alive. Like, she's got to be something important. Yeah. He makes a he makes a call to the doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. While, well, while he also, he talks to, yeah. And he talks to her also. Oh, oh yeah. That's the way another he th- communicates. He, yeah, he talks through electronic devices. Yeah, through radios. He doesn't have an actual voice voice. No. He telepathically speaks through like radios, phones, uh, loudspeakers, shit like that. Yeah, anything that can through a speaker, basically. Yeah. Um, but so he he picks up a phone uh, while he has the lady there in his Gabe cave, and calls uh, the doctor from the beginning of the movie. Yes. And. Um, they says, I'm going to go kill your ass. Well, he, he says a, an important line, uh, it's time to cut the cancer out. 
Yes. I, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, that line right there like led me to believe, like, I got you. I know what this is. <laughs> he goes to kill the, the doctor while Maddie's still talking to the police and all that. She finally speaks this, to the police. This is where she's back at the house, and she, uh, all of a sudden, it just... The whole... Well, you see it in the trailer. Yeah, she's, she's doing laundry, because people love to do laundry in both oh, of these yeah. movies we watched lately, apparently. Jump, yeah. Uh, she's doing the laundry, and then there's a huge jump scare, and you see Dr. Weaver, like, head through the window of the of damn... The laundry Going out, machine. what are you doing in my house? And she's like, this is my house, what are you talking about? She's not really there. Well, really, all of this stuff that's happening with Maddie isn't really happening. <laughs> her doing laundry she's not really doing laundry yeah because it's just in her mental prison she is seeing gabriel kill dr weaver at dr weaver's house the uh, the the room around maddie uh her house transforms into dr weaver's house and she mm-hmm. finds herself in dr weaver's house getting a vision of the killer killing dr weaver and she and and, and gabriel takes uh, a trophy, a surgical trophy that uh, Doctor Weaver had. It, it's like a sword wrapped in those like snakes you see in like medicine stuff. And stabs the shit. Slices her up with it. That's Gabriel's weapon. The rest of the weapon. Movie. Yeah, the rest of the movie, his own. Because you see, that, us. that's his Jason machete or, or Michael butcher knife. Yeah, pretty much. And then a uh, the kitchen knife. Because probably skipping over a scene, but later in the movie you see him back in his lair Sharp sharpening that shit. that shit. Yeah. While, of course, the female that he captured is still just hanging there. Yeah. It's a cool weapon. And then while he's doing that, she's trying to struggle and get it. He goes up to her and is like, don't you dare leave. <laughs> don't, don't even try it or some shit. Her sister comes over. She's consoling her because Maddie's not okay. She just saw someone get killed in her house but wasn't in her house. She's trying to process it. Uh, it's on the news at this point and her sister's like what's wrong did you know her and Maddie's like no but I watched her die I watched her get killed and she tells her sister that she's having a vision and you would think like her sister would be like okay you're you're like okay you've been through a lot clearly like you know not believing her but no her sister was all about that shit <laughs> her sister's yeah. like you're a psychic they go to the police and of course the police don't fucking believe her Cause, oh, yeah, because this is real life, man. Yeah. Like, you just don't... Some crazy woman comes in and is just like, I saw the murder happen in my mind. In my mind. <laughs> the sister is, like, arguing her case, though. She's like, I've, I've worked on police procedural shows before, and there's an episode where they use a psychic to find a killer, and they told me that that's factual, that that actually happens. One thing that was actually interesting, though, when they uh, actually go through the evidence of that murder, they talk about, yeah, uh, when we saw this, this was, it's like the hands were backwards. Was that on there? Yeah, they talked about that. Like one of the, like when they were the murders and stuff, they talked about what they saw evidence-wise. Like it seemed like the body was backwards. Yeah, the hands were upside down. Well, we, we see that really heavy in the in the second kill. Well, I'm saying the second kill is technically the third kill. I keep forgetting about deadbeat asshole husband. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second doctor kill, uh, we see that. Uh, yeah, that's... We get a really good view that the, their body 
movement is like backwards. Yeah, and that's the theme of the movie. The killer is going after a bunch of doctors. Like basket case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not don't remember the doctor's name. No, I don't either. But the cops don't believe her. The the sister is arguing with them, and uh, oh yeah, she did have the vision of the other doctor dying before they get to the police, right? Yeah, because they're saying like I, I saw another one die in my in my dream last night and he's staying at this hotel and if we go there Yeah, cause uh didn't even show the kill. It just showed them showing up at the it hotel. Showed the it showed the kill that's the scene where like they were like straddled over the doctor in the bed and it's just like a quick little The scene where she's having the vision is really good because she was in the bed and saw trying him. trying to sleep, and then her vision starts where, and she sees herself in the bed with the guy that's about to die, mm-hmm. and Gabriel climbs over her mm-hmm. to get to it, and that's where you see the kill. He straddles the the doctor, mm-hmm. takes out the knife, slits him, and then she wakes up. But it's like that 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 whole shot was really cool. Interesting thing enough, uh, every time she wakes up from her vision slash dream she, she called it her back of her head's bleeding yeah so they they give you clues as to what the hell's going on repeatedly to the point where if you don't get it by the end of it that's on you mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they go to the hotel uh, because she was like if, if we go there and you know like everything's fine then great I'm crazy you can lock me up whatever but if we go there and somebody's dead, then my visions are real. And I'm seeing what the killer is doing. He calls himself Gabriel. She told him that too. Uh, so they go there. They find him dead. Yeah. After going through a bunch of other rooms talking to folks, they get, try to go and knock on the door. And of course, door's cracked open. So yeah, they go so in they and, go and in, they see. Guns up. They see him dead. They don't show them seeing the body immediately. It just shows the camera just pans and just shows their reaction when they enter the room. Yeah, that's a good shot. And then they go back to the police station and they're talking with her. They do a, a, a police sketch based off of her description, what she's seeing in the visions, mm-hmm. and it looks like Gabriel. It's like a freaky face, like kind of skull face looking thing with an eyeball. And a bunch of hair covering it. And they're looking at the police sketch like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. She goes to the bathroom. She's looking in the mirror uh, at the police station. And Gabriel talks to her on the phone. Her phone rings. Oh, yeah. And uh, she answers it. And Gabriel starts talking to her through the phone. It's like, you thought you could keep me down. But here I am again. You're my sister. And all this stuff. And, it's like, and he calls her Emily. And she's like my name's Maddie and he's like that's not the name your freak mother gave you you know uh, and so she realizes kind of what's going on and so she goes back out to the like the main room of the police station grabs up her sister and she's like okay we gotta go uh, they leave and on the car ride out they're going to the moms and the uh, on in the car ride she tells her sister like they're gonna arrest me yeah. Because she's figuring out who Gabriel is. And around this time also, there's a scene of them, uh, basically, them, the detectives getting evidence about her. Because, uh, remember, he 
had a picture of her as a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they went through some some files of the doctor that died, the yes. first doctor that died. Uh, they find a picture, and they're they're like, oh shit, it's it's Maddie. Yeah, because he asked uh, one of his uh, assistants to do an aging process on this child and tell me what she would look like. And of course, yeah, when he brought back the picture, and this was like right after she left the uh, police station, it showed the picture, and of course, it's her. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit. Yeah. They go to her mom's house, and her mom is in a wheelchair. She comes out, she wheels out, and she's like, uh, welcome. Happy to see her. Yeah, happy to see y'all. And she's like, who's Gabriel? She's like, uh, did, when, when I was adopted, did they say anything about me having a brother? And they're like, no, that's the one thing they were very clear about was like, if we adopt somebody and they have any siblings, then they encourage us to, like, take them, you know, both to not separate them. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, okay, well, then who the hell is Gabriel? And her mom's just like, oh, shit. So they go inside. Get the old VHS tapes. Yeah, some home videos on of, like, her birthday. Which, uh, for these young kids that may be listening to this podcast. Don't. Don't. don't, <laughs> don't. We already sound old bitching about Gen Z and Candyman. <laughs> They know what VHS tapes are. They listen to lo-fi. That's the whole vibe of (laughs) lo-fi. They're they're watching some home videos of Maddie's birthday. And they're all singing happy birthday to her. They're like, blow out your candles. She blows them out. It's like, what do you wish for? And she's about to talk. And then she, like, looks to her left. And she, like, says under her breath to somebody that's not there. Don't say that. That's mean. Or something like that. And they're asking her, like, who are you talking to? And she, she's hesitant, but she's like, Gabriel. And I'll go stop you real quick. That scene right there totally reminded me of Paranormal Activity 3. Have yeah. Have seen the Paranormal yeah. Activity? Yeah. That's it, all the old VHS home videos. Her in a little birthday talking to their imaginary friend. That's basically Paranormal Activity 3. Yeah. Also. We, uh, so we on top of Sam Raimi and Basket Case, we got a little Blumhouse going on too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it till just now. I was like, "Yeah, oh shit," because the whole vibe of it was like, "Shit, I've seen this before." <laughs> <laughs> uh, they ask her, "Like, is, oh, is Gabriel your your imaginary friend?" And she, uh, she doesn't say anything. Yeah. Um. And they show her some other videos of, like, her talking on a little, like, play phone. And, uh... Yeah, talking to During Gabriel. Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it was Christmas. She was in front of the Christmas tree. They were making a home video. They didn't expect to walk in on her talking to her imaginary friend over the phone and saying, don't hurt the baby. <laughs> yeah. Because at, at that the, time... The mom was pregnant. The mom was pregnant with her sister at the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, Gabriel was like, kill the baby. Gabriel, he's a jealous boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they, they kind of outright say it later on in the movies. Like, oh, Gabriel knows if Maddie has somebody else, she'll forget about Gabriel. Mm-hmm. He'll never come out. Yeah. This freaks her out, of course. She now knows that the person going around killing these doctors is her quote-unquote imaginary friend. <laughs> After they went to their moms and they watched the videos... One of the detectives is going through some of the evidence from Dr. Weaver's murder. Yes, uh, got a hold of some video files. 
uh, some thumb, thumb drives. Yeah, some thumb drives that he found in one of her books hidden away. He puts it in, and it's uh, footage of Maddie as a child, and they're like testing on her and stuff like that, testing with Maddie and Gabriel when she was little. And that's when he like realizes what this is, what this, what's going on. Uh, who Gabriel actually is. Because that was actually one of the, that detective, he was the one that was actually sort of believing in her the whole time. Yeah. The other detective, she she did not no, believe but, that shit at all. But this detective thought that Maddie's sister is cute, so he believes Maddie more. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. He did, yeah, he did have the hots for her sister. Yeah. Uh, so... He he finds the footage. He finds out about Gabriel being a parasitic twin to Maddie and that Gabriel has powers. They tried to surgically remove Gabriel from Maddie or her, her birth name, Emily. They say in the video that they can't remove Gabriel completely without killing Maddie. And what they couldn't remove because they have a shared brain is in Maddie's skull. While he's watching all this, he's also going through the files and he finds the names and addresses and all that of the doctors that worked on Gabriel and Maddie. Yes. And he realizes, oh, Gabriel's killing these doctors and he finds the third doctor and he goes to hunt this doctor down before Gabriel can get to him. And at the same time, Maddie is back home. She's in her bathroom brushing her teeth and she starts to have a vision of the third doctor, so that means Gabriel's already there. Yep. About to kill him. And then we see the detective go to this hotel, this really nice hotel. Yeah, he's trying to get to the doctor before Gabriel kills. Yeah. He gets up there, Maddie sees the detective in her vision. She's screaming at him, uh, like, he's still here, he's still here. And then Be he's careful. The, yeah. Then you see the detective see the doctor, and he's already been De- killed. Dead in the tub. Dead in the tub, cut to shit. Yeah, blood everywhere. And then Gabriel attacks the detective, and then we go into this big <laughs> chase scene, and it's like something out of a Jet Li movie. <laughs> yeah, you're not watching a scary movie anymore, folks. You're watching a full-on action scene. Action scene with martial arts and gunplay. <laughs> yes, you're thinking you're watching a damn Fast and the Furious movie or some shit. Yeah, this is like Jet Li's The One. <laughs> yeah, and this scene drags on for like a good seven, eight minutes. I won't say it drags on. I say it was quite enjoyable, but I'm also a big fan of these action movies. Oh, I love so. action movies too, but you know, you know what I mean. You weren't expecting this. You weren't expecting. <laughs> weren't expecting this, and it's it's a pretty long scene. Um, Chases him into the Seattle underground. Yes, it starts into that apartment complex, and it goes out into the streets. Some guns sh- shooting at him. They're jumping over cars and shit. Cars. Freaking, basically, Gabriel's parkouring everywhere. Yeah, Ga- yeah the- and Gabriel is like Jet Li, if Jet Li was an evil psychopath in the back of the head of a woman. <laughs> and, and this is where you like really see, like, Gabriel moves his body backwards. Yes. And you already saw that earlier, too. So at this point, I knew exactly what was going on with Gabriel just being a face in the back of Maddie's head. Yeah, he chases Gabriel all the way to the, you know, the Seattle underground. Yeah. Until finally, uh, they stop into this 
new area that nobody's seen yet in the movie of the Seattle Underground. Yeah, it's kind of like a storage area. <laughs> and then you see the camera pan above the detective, and Gabriel's just like laying on top of an old car. Old cart. Like a, a cart, yeah. Like a horse-drawn cart. Yeah, because a lot uh, in this room, there's a lot of like early, what, 19th century? 1800. Yeah, 1800. Late, not, late 1800s, early 1900s. 100s, so. Vehicles. Yeah, I just remember there being horse-drawn carriages in there. Yeah, I thought there was a car in there, too. But anyways. So they, have, they, they on, have a big kung fu fight in, in the storage area, and then Gabriel gets away. Yeah, while the cops like tr- tr- missing all of a shot, he can't shoot worth the shit. He's like a stormtrooper. No, he can shoot just fine. It's the fact that Gabriel literally has eyes in the back of his head. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he lands a single sh- gunshot. Gabriel gets, gets away, and then they find Maddie later, waking up, back of her head bleeding. Yeah, they find Maddie. They bring her in. They have a specialist that needs to talk to her, a hypnotist to talk to her, and maybe like bring out some repressed memory. And the sister's really excited. She goes, I knew it. And the the cop was even like, she's not a fucking psychic. <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to Maddie's house, I believe. They, they put her under hypnosis, and she starts having the memories of when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And at first, it's like, everything's okay. She's like, I have a new family. I'm happy. Uh, you know, and then things start to go wrong. She's remembering Gabriel's like, but he's there too. He followed me here. And then she, it goes like really deep into the memory, where it's, it's starting to show it now. It's not just her talking. Mm-hmm. And she ruined a cake for, yes. the, for, the, for the celebration of her Baby. sister being born. She ruined the cake, and she's trying to explain it to her parents. Gabriel did it, not me. This was Gabriel. Chucky did it. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the parents are like, okay, enough is enough with this Gabriel bullshit, okay? Like, go to your room. We, we've, we've, we've had it with that. Mm-hmm. And the, so she goes to her room, and her little play phone rings. She answers it. It's Gabriel. We don't hear him. We hear her, though. Uh-huh. She's like mad at Gary. Like, you got me in trouble. You know they they always think I did it. I get punished for every time you act up. And then like he says something that intrigues her, and she goes, "A surprise? Is that like, you promised us a good surprise?" And so it shows her in bed, and she wakes up, and she goes downstairs to the cake, and you hear Gabriel's voice in her head saying like, Life. "There's a surprise in the, in the cake. Slice it open. Slice it open. Slice it open." So she's sitting there with a knife holding it above the cake and her vision starts to change that's her mom it's her mom and she's got the knife over the pregnant mm-hmm. belly yep. of the of her mom yeah the mom wakes up screams they all freak out she goes running now she's having like a bad reaction to the hypnotism yeah she's like rah, rah. yeah <laughs> so they have to snap her out of it <laughs> had uh, one of those uh <laughs> that that's when the cop she, she tells them all what's going on. It's like, Gabriel was in my head, blah, blah, blah. And the cop's like, the killer is your fucking imaginary friend? <laughs> yeah. After the hypnotism, um, they're, leaving. they're saying they're this your imaginary friend. Yeah, they're, brought, they're bringing her in. They're about to leave. During this time, you're seeing a separate scene where the woman who's been held captive... Back Ga- at Gabriel's hideout. Yeah, hideout. Far away, clearly. Yeah, far away. That, <laughs> that's, oh yeah, like like you said, it's in the uh, 
Seattle Underground. Clearly. <laughs> that sunlight in there. Uh, <laughs> getting, all, getting all that Seattle she Underground She finally sunlight. breaks out. And then right when she's about to try to uh, walk out and escape, she just freaks and falls through the floor. Yeah, she and then, takes a wrong step in there and falls through the, the ceiling. Through the, yeah. And then the camera cuts to them after they're done with the hypnotism. And she just completely splats right there. In the living room. In the center of the living room, right where they were sitting. And Maddie screams. <laughs> she just like, there's a pause, like... The lady falls to the ceiling, lands in the living room. This lady that's been tied up this whole time finally escapes. Lands in the living room. Maddie, they're all just like, holy shit. And they're just like looking at the lady on the ground. And then Maddie just... It kind of <laughs> it kind of goes silent. Because the next scene, it shows... All you really hear is just police sirens. And she's in the back of the cop car. Yeah. And then it kind of leads back into the... Um, to the house and the detectives are talking saying you gotta come see this and then they see the they they go in and investigate the whole layer which was ended up being in the attic the whole time yeah they called it the Gabe cave and then they see that basically all the evidence to incriminate her ass yeah they found the weapon the weapon the, the, the trench coat yeah uh, the phone I think that was yes. used mm-hmm. so she going to jail. Yes, she her ass is getting put in the slammer. They they take her to that jail cell uh, that you see in every cop movie where like it's while they're being processed. So like a bunch of people's in this one jail cell. Just a, a holding cell. Yeah, the holding cell. It's a holding cell, and there's like about a group of like what ten, like a whole group of other women. Yeah, in there. Basically, and it's made to look as nasty as possible. You see a little toilet in this corner. Somebody's pissing in it once We're you walk in there. It, yeah. and it's just trying to make it look nasty as hell, of course. Got some rough-looking characters in here. They're all giving her the stink eye. and uh, Because she made a scene as soon as she got in there. I'm innocent! I didn't do it. The thing you see in every movie. <laughs> I didn't do she's it. She's like shaking at, the, the, at the, the bars of the jail cell. I didn't do it. It was Gabriel. Lady... You know you are Gabriel, basically. Yeah, and then... If um, they need to throw Gabriel in a jail cell, how are they going to do that without you? <laughs> yeah, and while she's in the jail cell, her uh, sister decides, I'm going to go to the old abandoned psychiatric ward. She's on the yeah. phone with somebody to get information. Yeah. They're telling her, like, oh, it's been abandoned since the 90s. Yeah, she goes in there, breaks in. They try to make it as creepy as possible. She hears noises. There's nobody there, though. Yeah. I don't know why they had that in there. She hears a noise coming from somewhere in there, and, like, she looks over her shoulder. It's nothing. And even you were like, is, is Gabriel there? That's impossible, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, She's looking through files and shit, finds some videotapes. Yeah, she finds old videotapes. Then she goes back to her mom's. Uh, and they watch some of the footage. It's old VHS tapes. And this is where you find out that the lady who ends up, who fell through the ceiling, she didn't die. They take send her to the hospital. Her mama. It, yeah, it was Maddie's, Maddie's mom, real mom. biological mom. She, and she was having the problems too. Yeah, she. They videotaped her. Uh, they said that she was uh, a victim of rape mm-hmm. when she was fifteen. Yep. Um, and got pregnant, 
had the baby. She came out. It was Emily. Emily and Gabriel, a very ugly alien-looking parasitic twin. Like the movie Alien where it comes through the stomach. <laughs> yeah. I, it looked almost like uh, the human-alien hybrid from uh, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's, that's what I thought of when I saw it. I was like, this shit reminds me of Alien. Yeah, it reminds, yeah, it reminds me of Alien Resurrection. The Baby. That's another podcast. Oh, God. The Alien series. Oh, we will definitely and get into Alien Alien series. Isolation video game. Oh, fuck. Don't, make, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I've got, I I'm love gonna, that I'm going to download that and I'm going to play it. Oh, hell yeah. So the mom's, the mom's pissed. Uh, because she's like, they told me that her mother died at during the childbirth. Uh, 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 lying, uh, sorry, uh, it was the government. What do yeah. you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Never underestimate the government's ability to lie to your face. Yes. <laughs> so, there you go. You, everybody understands what's going on now. They, that's when they find out, the, the sister and the, the adoptive mom, they find out, oh shit, that Gabriel is Matt part is of her. Emily and Gabriel's her brother... Who was part of mother. Yep. And during this time, the it goes back and forth between that and her in the jail in the holding cell. Yeah, the la- and the, the ladies are being kind of say rude to her. Uh, they're being a little uh, aggressive. Towards aggressive, her. Uh, about to beat the shit out of her. <laughs> I mean, they literally do. Maddie was acting weird while in there and the, it was making them uncomfortable and they're like what are you freaking out about so they, they start beating the shit out of her they yeah. like got her on the ground they're kicking her in the stomach and shit it was that scene kind of reminded me of uh kind of like a superhero movie to where the the, the heroes getting the shit beat out of them kind of like maybe the hulk or something like getting them trying to get them mad and shit like come on it's literally another jet lee movie unleashed she gets the helping out of her, and all of a sudden, it just cuts back and forth, and it shows the whole backstory. Gabriel's coming, and then all of a sudden, Gabriel wakes up because Maddie's getting the shit kicked out of her. Yeah, her and she's getting the hell beat out of her, and uh, all Ga- of a sudden, Gabriel has a field day with these ladies. Yeah, all of a sudden, damn uh, Emily, which we can call her Emily now because that's her real damn name, Maddie, Emily, Maddie, whatever. Well, her eyes. She chooses Maddie, so I'm going to say Maddie. Okay, Maddie, her eyes start rolling the back of her fucking head, and all of a sudden, she just... Her head, her head splits open in the back. Gabriel's face comes out while she's screaming. Then all of a sudden, you see her normal arms just go... Yeah. Where it looks like her arms are go frontwards from behind her, but the hands are like... Yeah. And she just starts slaughtering these women in this jail cell. A lot of it is off screen, but some of it is shown. Oh, especially yeah. the the last woman she kills. Oh, well, the last woman she, killed that she drags her off screen. Because the she was the she was the lady that started all of this. And she was the one who's like, let me And out then out yeah, and then she was the lady that's like, let us out of here. This woman's crazy. No lady, you're dying. <laughs> but basically she murders the hell out of all of those women. Yeah. And a cop comes to the well, Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel kills the fuck out of him. Cop comes over uh, to see what's going on. Gabriel grabs the cop from the jail through the bars. Kills him. Kills the fuck out of him. Gets the keys. Yeah. 
gets out and goes after their mom. While Gabriel's escaping, he gets to the main area where all the detectives and police officers are. And well, then they come to him and, like... Another whole action scene cause, happens. Because <laughs> they're not just letting him escape. So yeah. They try to kill Gabriel, and then we get a whole nother, like... Jet Li action scene. Jet Li carnage scene of Gabriel versus, like, 20 cops... He kills the shit out of him. And Besides the two main detectives. Yeah. Uh, which, and during that scene, that's where the the detective that's... The female the detective heat. gets like slashed open on the stomach, but she's okay. That's where she finally figures out, oh shit, this shit's real. Yeah. Because she, she never believed anything up until that point. And then the that's where the other detective sees, you know... Gabriel's face. Gabriel's face and then sees how... Maddie's face is behind it, all yeah. eyes rolled back of the head, asleep basically. Yeah. Because during this whole time, and you see a scene later where it still seems like she's just sitting there in the holding cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maddie thinks she's still there, and like all of the women there are just asleep. And then she starts looking around, and there's a bunch of dead cops in the cell with her in yes. her little mind prison. And she's like, oh, oh fuck. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel escapes, goes to the hospital. This is where we get our final scene. Yep. Literally. Trying to kill Mama. Uh, goes in there. The sister comes to stop Gabriel. Doesn't ha- do it. Uh, yeah. Gabriel, like, oh, I was going to save you for last, talking to the sister. Uh-huh. It's like, if, if there's anyone I hate, it's you. You took Emily away from me. Mm-hmm. The whole time the sister's trying to, like... Maddie, come back. Yeah, wait, blah, Maddie. Blah. You can fight it, Maddie. Super corny, as cheesy. Hell. You've seen it in a million other movies. Yes. You could fight this. <laughs> fight the evil from within. Yeah. Uh, and then Maddie is trying Do to wake it. up. She's screaming in her head. Do it. Gabriel throws a fucking hospital bed at the sister. Yeah, and crushes, crushes her, her between the the wall. She's not dead though. Grabs the gun from her. Where, where, where's the detective? Did he already de- kill the detective? The detective tried to save her, but didn't. Yeah, he comes in at this at some point, and Gabriel like dispatches him pretty quick. Yeah, then he grabs the gun, and she's like saying, "It's him! Stop!" The the mom wakes up, uh-huh. takes oh. off her like little breathing mm-hmm. oxygen mask, and she she's like, "Gabriel, I I sh- I should have kept you. I should have loved you as a mother. I should have been a better mom. All that, mm-hmm. and that kind of like." Pauses him. Pauses him. Gabriel kills the sister Mm -hmm. and then kills the mom. And then you realize, oh, that was Maddie doing to Gabriel what Gabriel keeps doing to Maddie. Like making him see what he wants to. Yeah. Uh, And actually Gabriel's like in the mind prison that Maddie's controlling. Yeah, because in reality he didn't do any of that. Yeah, he didn't kill the sister or the biological mom. He's just sitting there frozen with a gun to the sister's head. Yeah, because then in the middle prison, basically, Maddie's talking to Gabriel saying, I, This is my body. This is my body. You don't have control over me anymore. I denounce you ever taking over my body again. Yeah. It, yada, yada, yada. You've heard it in heard a million it, other movies. A million other movies. And then Gabriel's like, No. Uh, and you need me. Yeah. And all that other corny bullshit. And then, it's the, the then stereotypical. The, and then in reality, you see his face like going, slowly going, no, back into her damn head. So yeah, corny and, as and, hell. And he's like, 
you can't keep me in here forever. I'll get out eventually. And I'll and, be ready. And, yeah, and this time, I'll be ready. I rolled my eyes so fucking hard. Yes. <laughs> and then the, the whole head, back of her head closes up, and then she's like, uh, you're not going to be able to. And the sister's like, you're not going to be able to get this off of me. Just leave me. She's like, if I was able to do it as Gabriel, I'm able to do it for myself. And she moved all the stuff out the way. With Herculean strength, she moves a hospital bed. <laughs> and off of, off the cop uh, pr- the detective shows up so it ends with like Maddie and her sister hugging it out and then mama sitting there smiling saying oh, I missed you and then the movie ends right there yeah and then that's where we looked at each other and said she's going to fucking jail she's going to jail she's going to be spending the rest of her life locked up because there's no way they're just going to let all this stuff slide yeah all these bodies yes all those dead females in the holding cell all, all the, the cops, dead, dead cops the doctors the doctors it's, just going to sweep it under the rug that, that blame's going to like they they which, kind of annoy that ignore that they they make it seem like oh it's a bright future ahead of them because they beat Gabriel no she's rotting in a jail cell <laughs> So that's malignant. What do you think? <sighs> Go see the movie. There's good parts. There's bad parts, especially the ending. If you don't... It's cheesy as fuck. Yeah, okay. So this movie, it has its good points and its bad points. It's not a perfect movie. Oh, hell no. I have some issues with it, but overall, it's an enjoyable movie. It's one of those turn-your-brain-off kind of movies. Yeah. Just enjoy the fun that's going on on screen. But I like those kind of movies. So I, I enjoyed this. Go see, yeah, just go see if, it. If you don't want to pay money for a ticket, just watch it on HBO Max if you have it. It's a good movie. It's fun. It's it's not it's not as super serious as the trailer makes it out to be. Yeah. Ha- enjoy it for what it is. I came out of it pretty happy that I watched it after I got through the initial confusion. It'll be remembered, I mean, to a degree. It's a is James it, Wan movie. It's a James Wan movie. Will it stand out through time? A hundred years from now, going to be like one of the greatest horror movies of all time? No. Do but, we remember Basket Case? <laughs> I do. Yeah, no, I'm saying to like, a degree. The, as a community, we remember Basket Case. Yeah. But the, horror, be- the horror community is pretty like celebratory of almost every movie that comes out, even the bad ones. Yeah. And this isn't a bad one. It's kind of just in the middle, I would say. I wouldn't say it was god awful. I mean, Jesus, there's so many, <laughs> so many horror movies that were a lot worse than this. Yeah, Human Centipede too. Thanks Killing. I liked Thanks Killing. The Santa, the the evil Santa movie was it? The evil snowman, Jack Frost. Love the Jack Frost. <laughs> At first, I thought you were talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I was like, hold on now. <laughs> well, there was also that movie where there's garbage a, day. Well, there's a killer Santa and freaking Bill Goldberg, the wrestler, plays as him. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, what is that one? It's a freaking horror movie where basically uh, Bill Goldberg, which I'm pretty sure you know that is Bill yeah. Goldberg, plays a freaking evil Santa who comes out every Christmas and just kills fuckers. So like Futurama. Pretty much. Malignant. It's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, go see it. I mean, you can see it in theaters. Recommend just watching it on HBO Max. That's what we did. That's what we did. We'll probably watch it again. I'll probably watch it again literally the day after this recording. So... 
yeah so that's our review uh next week uh my friend tony who was also supposed to be a member of radio fear um might be available he he's having a lot of work to do Ooh, that means we're gonna have a three-way i'm leaving that in yes <laughs> uh yeah well, we always need a little tony in our lives of course our other co-host tony is going to be available next week and we're going to do our actual episode one and not just a movie review where we kind of give you some information on us our history with horror and the podcast so this is going to be kind of like a separate series where we're just doing movie review reviews and then there's going to be main episodes yes gotcha yeah so that's what we're looking forward to next week uh me and justin here if he gets shutter but she should get Shutter. Everyone listening to this can agree you should get Shutter. <laughs> uh, nice little plug in there. We, no, we're not sponsored. <laughs> we might do a mini review, a short little 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 baby review mm-hmm. of Superhost. Uh, and only not to you know, not saying that Superhost doesn't deserve a full review, but with next week's episode, we're gonna be uh, strapped for time. So. Uh, Superhost, I I liked that movie, so we might do that. All right, sounds good. Hell yeah! Until next time, everybody. Uh, Clint to Verata Nikto. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Y'all have a good one.